Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Tribune Audio Network. You're the mom, the maid, the keeper of the cookies. You do it all and you look good doing it. It's parenthood on a mother level. Powered by the Quad City Moms blog. Here's your host, Denise Hanitka. Hey everybody, it's On a Mother Level. I'm Denise Panitka and I'm so glad you are with us for episode 21. Joining me in the podcast studio today is the very, very lovely and beautiful Maggie Reckhammer. How are you? I am so good to be here with you. I haven't seen you in a long time. We have been a tush busy, my friend. <laughs> yes, we have similar <laughs> life choices. <laughs> um, and I want to dive into that because it's super bizarro. Like our life tract is bizarro. Very, it's weird. Super weird. So numero uno, we both have three-year-old boys named Abram Michael. Yes. And we discovered this. Okay, can you tell me how you discovered this? So we had our Abram Michael on September 16th. We had our Abram Michael on September 16th. You had, and your Abe is the 17th or the 18th? They're really close, no, right? No, he, oh my God, isn't this terrible? Do you ever forget? Yes. Um, yes. So yes, he was born on the 17th. Okay, so. September 17th, So yes. you know, we announced Abe was born and then I get like this inflooding of message and they're like, do you know Denise from the news named her son Abram Michael? And you know what my first response was? Well, ours was first, so she must have copied. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So then we didn't meet in, in real life, you know, like I, we thought it was like a funny joke. And then I had met you for you announcing your second child, which yes. is funny because I was also pregnant at that time. And so then I had to share with you that. Yeah. I mean, isn't that just wacko? Well, what also is wacko, I don't think I told you this. There is another gal who messaged me like a month ago because she had heard about either you or me. And she also has an Abram Michael born within the same couple days. What? Yes. Maybe it wasn't Abram Michael, but it wasn't Abe. Like, That's so funny. Because when I was in the hospital, um, I delivered at Genesis East, and um, the one of the nurses was like, oh, Abram Michael, that's so nice. There was another Abe who just left the other day. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Like, and who would have thunk I ever would have met you? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> so I had um, seen your work. So um, Maggie is um, the owner of Iron and Lace Photography. And so we're going to get all into her business here in a little bit. But um, so I had followed your work for a long time on Instagram. And then I think it was just like through. So I was looking for a photographer to take these like pregnancy announcement photos for myself. And, um, and so somehow it was like just looking through your page, I noticed that there was an Abram. And then I 
could tell that he was maybe the similar age, but like I went deep down into this rabbit hole and finally <laughs> discovered that he was born like within the same week. And I was like, whoa. Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we both have a three-year-old and an almost one-year-old. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, your little Ezra was born like, a month before my Everett. Yep, December 30th. Um, also e-names. There was a period of time <laughs> when, okay, so you knew you were having a girl. Yes. But I did not know what I was having. So there was a period of time that I was genuinely afraid that I was going to have a girl and that you would come out and announce her name and it would have been like my girl name. Like there, there was a period of time I was really quite terrified. I know. I feel like we chatted about it. I'm like, well, I'm having a girl and I got my name pretty nailed down. So it better not be... <laughs> So if you don't mind, just back off. And now I would have had no excuse because it was a full month ahead of time. I know. There wouldn't have been a way. Like, um, you would have to be pretty early. Oh, pretty God. Early. <laughs> okay. So let's get into our, um, our mother-level moments for the week. So I'm going to start with mine. And um, I just got back from a little trip to Florida. And I recorded a podcast while I was there. So, like, you're going to hear a lot of travel stories over the past um, next couple of episodes. So I'm very sorry about that. Um, but I would say, so my, my win for the week is, so obviously like traveling with two kids is, you know, a win in itself, <laughs> but more specifically, and especially as we come into the holiday season, this is just like a reminder to the general public. If you see parents traveling with their kids, say something nice to them about how wonderful and attractive and well-behaved their kids are because never before has a compliment been so well-received than that when you are in the trenches with your kid on the plane and someone when you're, you know, when they're getting off the plane and they pass by your seat and they go, your children are wonderful. It's like, it's seriously like the nicest thing you could possibly hear. So God bless the woman who said that to me. Um, <laughs> And then also, like, the airline staff members really can make or break a stressful travel day. So at one point, we were, we were flying out of Moline, and we were on the plane, and then the worst thing that can ever happen happened, and that is when the pilot comes on and says, we are going to be getting off the plane as we have to install a new thruster. Oh, did you know no. that a plane has a thruster? It did not. Uh, now we do. Well, I'm, and I'm pretty sure it was a left thruster. <laughs> So the plane needed a thruster. So now they're getting us off the plane. So at some point we're getting off the plane. And I'm like, oh my God, how long is it going to be before we get back on this plane? Next thing I know, here comes like one of those, like um, she clearly worked for the Quad City Airport. So she comes rolling up in one of those little like cute golf cart things, you know, that shuttles people back and yeah. forth. And she was like, hey, little boy, want to ride on my cart? Next thing you know, she's driving Abe around the airport <laughs> in the little cart. And I mean, to, to have like a 10 minute distraction during like the when are we getting back on this plane debacle? I mean... And God his bless day was that probably lady. Like day yes. made. Like you probably yes. talked about it all day. How cool that was. Yeah. Next thing you know, the pilot is handing him a box full of snacks. At another point, another pilot like invited him into the cockpit, put the hat on his head. He wore the wings. Like, you know what I mean? Like we were having a stressful travel day, and it was like just all the other people who came in to just like kind of just boost us up and mm -hmm. give us that like, all right, we're going to make it. Eventually we will land in Florida and all will be well. So, yes. so my win is really their win, which is all of our win. It is Don't all of our win. And, and for everyone else on the plane, they're like, ooh, happy toddler. Yes. I love that one of the snacks in the box that he got was like a little beef stick. Oh, I just think that's kind of hilarious to like hand a toddler, toddler a beef, beef stick. stick. 
<laughs> Did he like it? I don't even know if he ate it. I think my husband might have eaten it. He's like, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't mind if I do. All right. So what is your win from the week? So I was thinking about it today, and I think it's a funny win, but it's fun. Um, so we love Christmas in our house. My husband, Alex, he's like so into Christmas. He's like dying to put the tree Aww. up. As soon as I, Halloween's over, he's like, oh, when's the tree going up? So we got our tree up and stuff this week, and I started singing Abe Christmas songs before he goes to sleep. And I love when he learns songs and sings them with me. And he sang the chorus of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas with You with me. And it oh was so cute. Oh my gosh, that's adorable. Of course, adorable. I insert Abe's name. And it's just like the sweetest thing. So that was definitely my win that he's singing Christmas songs with me. Especially oh that one. Oh my gosh, what a sweet boy. <laughs> he's so sweet. So my fail for this week will be um, also travel related. And um, I, I just uh, want you to know, first of all, that um, the TSA and baby food have some like, I don't know, have some like, there needs to be like an agreement about if I bring baby food on an airplane, it's just baby food. Yeah. You know, you would not believe the amount of security and questioning and just general swabbing that needs to take place in order to bring baby food oh on the plane. Gosh. And I always think when, when there's like an extreme amount of security for something that appears to be stupid, I think of that one episode. Do you ever watch that show? It's like Ryan knows everything or Ryan ruins everything or what's that show? <sighs> It's the one, it's the one where the, the Adam ruins everything. That's who it is. Adam ruins everything. Not Ryan, not Steve. Adam ruins everything. And he did an episode about how airline security is like a farce. And they're just trying to make us feel secure in an insecure situation. And so when yeah. these people, these TSA people who were just doing their jobs, but when they stop you and like, swab you and make you claim responsibility for this baby food. I just can't help but feel like this is the illusion of security that Adam told me about on this (laughs) programming. Well, and it's not like they sell baby food in the airport. So you can't like swing in somewhere after you check in, like got to grab my baby food for the trip. Right. You know, so what do you do? Exactly. You got to keep that baby happy. (laughs) So I'm going to say that it's my fail because I did not investigate whether or not you can bring the stupid baby pouches you cannot, by the way. They were asking if they could open them and test them. You want to open my butternut squash pear apple combination <laughs> and look for what specifically? Yeah. Ugh. That's Not crazy. the TSA worker's fault. I just want to be clear about that. They were very nice, but also stupid. That That's is just crazy. Dumb. Yeah. That's so crazy. basically, after that, I'm pretty sure I have the security clearance to read all classified documents. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I do. That's pretty do. serious stuff. Yep, they really checked me out. So, <laughs> anywho, did you screw up at all this week? Oh, gosh. There's always something. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's like a screw up. I'm a kind of like person who I like always need to get stuff done. So, I haven't, I don't nap very often. So, I just generally, my loss for the week would just be lack of sleep. Okay. And I mean, like you understand. I don't know how ever it's been sleeping. But like, since we potty trained Abe, he wakes up at like 5 a.m. with the I need to go potty. Oh my gosh, wait, so you guys don't even do night dipes anymore? Oh no. <gasps> he is oh, like, wow. I'm a Teach big Teach me boy. your ways. I don't think, th- I don't even think there's a trick. He was just like, I'm done being a baby. I'm a little boy, mom. I'm like, oh. Atta kid. You go. And so he wears underwear at night. And so he wakes up at 5 a.m. and I hear him on the monitor, mommy, I gotta go potty. And in my head, I'm like, well, 
two hours ago, I just put Ez back down. Mm-hmm. So, so Ez, if she wakes up a couple times in the night and I work, I you typically edit photos at night. So I'm, mm-hmm. you know, going to bed around 11, 1130 and she wakes up a couple times and Abe wakes up at five. I'm like, Ooh, that's not very much sleep. So that's kind of a loss, just being less sleep. Oh, man. Yeah. See, I don't know. I'm just like so impressed that that Abe is nighttime body trained. That's huge. Yeah. So I guess I turned my my loss into a win. Oh, man. <laughs> what is Ez waking up for these days? I just think she just wants mommy. Like yeah. she teethed for a while. And I think, I don't know if um, your kids went through like a 10 month sleep regression. I think she's just kind of going through that, like realizing she's alone, wakes up and it's a dark place and just yeah. wants me. She goes da- back down easy. So it's not a big deal. Um, or she'll just cry and she's so sad. Like, yeah, see, maybe that's what's going on with Everett because he will just like randomly wake up in the middle of the night. And I'm like, well, like we're not eating like that's not what we're doing here. So, you know, it's like you just kind of go in there and just kind of like (laughs) refluff. You know, fluff just, the baby and put him back in. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, maybe maybe yeah. it's just as simple as that as kind of mm-hmm. like getting more awareness of like what the heck's going on around here. Yeah, and I like tried to like cry it out, you know, but then like she's crying for like an hour and I'm like, I'm still not sleeping. If I go down and fluff you and then put you back in, you go back to sleep. So I've been doing that. <laughs> I hope that when you go home tonight and if she wakes up tonight, which hopefully she doesn't, but if she does, I hope you at least have a giggle over the oh, idea that I you're going to go down and fluff her. I will. And she's like so happy. As soon as I open the door, she's just like grinning at me with her big dimples like, oh, hey, good. You're here. I'm ready to party. Dynamite. So, I mean, I know like when I wake up, I'm like, oh man, I want to sleep, but I know I'm going to go in and she's super happy baby. So I'm like, oh, you're cute. Sweet girl. Yeah, she's so sweet. Um, So in honor of our baby name conversation that we just had, I wanted to pull this little article for us to have a chat see about. It says, this is from parents.com, a very reputable source. It says, these are the 20 worst baby names of 2019. 20 worst. Okay. Now I want to be clear. I double checked this. Um, Neither of our baby names are on here. Um, and I also feel very confident that um, no one who listens to this podcast is going to have named their child this. So so you don't have to worry about being offended. I think it's just more like interesting that they scoured the social security records to find these, these interesting names. So um, among the worst names for boys, um, Cub. I don't Cub. mind that. I really don't understand it, I guess. I mean, could he be like a Cubs fan? Yeah, but that's dumb. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. I mean, like a nickname. <laughs> I just, just make it their nickname, Cub. Cub. Exactly. Yeah, you could do a, or like a middle name, Cub. Um, Axis. Hmm. Um, <laughs> the article says, love the X, but hate the fact that this word is generally followed with the phrase of evil. <laughs> Good well, point. Yeah. Um, Manson. Oh. No. No. Okay. No. Um, pinches. <laughs> that can't be real. No, it says, um, this article says, I don't know why seven sets of parents thought this name was a good idea. That means there are seven pinches. people named Pinches. Pinches. Do you think that came from something that we are unaware of? It pinches? Must have. Is it a name in a show and we just haven't? Yeah, that's possible. You know, different generation. Like Cletus. That's also on the list. Cletus. Mm. Hmm. Um, danger. Oh. Yeah. Danger. And then also Styles with a Z. Oh. Styles. Styles. (laughs) Okay. Worst names for girls. I don't, I just don't, I don't get it. Okay. No. Um, Sincere with a C. 
C-Y-N-C-E-R-E, sincere. Well, I guess you wouldn't want it to be S-I-N if they had a nickname. You know what I mean? Right. that would be weird, but still. But like... Yeah, so something seems amiss when you give your child a virtue name and then misspell it. <laughs> um, shy. Oh, well, that's just like. What would be the point of that? I don't know. Shy. Mattel. As in like Barbie. Barbie. Mattel. Just name them Barbie. Right. Mattel. Um, Khaleesi. So that's like Game of Thrones inspired. Oh, okay. But it's so, I don't know. Khaleesi. Hmm. Um, Vegas. Well, you can assume a lot of things from that name. <laughs> Let's face it, you're dooming your daughter to a lifetime of very awkward what happens in Vegas stays, stays in, in Vegas, Vegas Oh, that's for sure. Pansy, also oh. on the girl list. I thought pansy was kind of a word that you call somebody when they're like, kind of like a wuss, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the um, the adorable twin sisters, Pansy and Shy. <laughs> <laughs> you could put a few of those together, Vegas and uh, Chardonnay. Oh, yeah. was that on That's there? on the list. Yes, oh. Chardonnay. That also brings on some assumptions. Ugh, people. Mm -mm. I always, I mean. There's a lot of different reasons you can give your kids the name you give them. But like, you know, you at least want them to sound maybe like they could be an attorney at law. I mean, just um, on the off chance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, how did you pick the name Abram, by the way? We actually originally liked the name Abel. And this was like right after we got married and not oh, even okay. thinking of kids. But then we're like, then we heard Abram. And I don't remember. I really think it was from a girl I went to OT school with. And I don't even think she even knows this. We also liked her second child's name. But I'm like, we cannot <laughs> copy her twice. Um, and she named her son Abram. And he's much older. And we yeah. loved it. How did you guys like the name Abram? Well, the only like um, association with Abram I had was from the Bible. you know. So I kind of was along that line of thinking. And then um, little did I know that my husband was thinking of the tank. There's oh, an mm -hmm. M1A1 Abram's tank. So you're like, done. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's fortunate because he was born nine pounds, four ounces, and he's still kind of a tank. So it sort of fits. Very appropriate for <laughs> him. the tank. <laughs> and we also do like biblical names. Yes. Hence Ezra. Yes. Yes. So Ezra, we had, we always have had like biblical and non-biblical names on the list, but we're just like, no, we like like a biblical name. And Ezra is actually a male name in the Bible. Yes. So it was funny though, when I had, we had it on our boy list when we were pregnant and Alex was like, no, it sounds like a girl's name. I'm like, it's going on the girl list. So then we were pregnant with a girl. I'm like, I just feel like her name has to be Ezra. Like it's yes. meant to be. Um, and then her middle name's Jody after my mom. Oh, so then we call sweet. her like Ezra Joe or, and I always like names that sound good together. Like Abe and Ez sounds good. Like that I'm like, oh, that's really cute. cute. I can say those both together and it's not like yeah. jumbled if I'm, you know, getting them in trouble for something. <laughs> we we use Abe a lot. Um, and we thought maybe we would shorten Everett to Rhett. Oh. And we just never really have. Because oh. we kind of thought like Abe and Rhett sounded like just that's super funky super and cute. cute. But we just don't. Instead, we just stick with this nickname of Pongo. <laughs> so that's Abe and Pongo great. it is. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay, so Maggie, we were talking a little bit earlier about how we met through um, your photography business. Yes. So tell me how long Iron and Lace has been around. So this will be the end of my fifth year. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. So how can I just, I love the story of how you got started because I feel like it's just like the most organic, natural thing in the whole wide world. It really is. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, what did you do when you started out? So I actually um, was originally going to graphic design when I was in high school. 
But then I was like, okay, I don't know if that's for me and went into healthcare. I like to be around people. I like to help people. Um, and I knew that was like a consistent good job. So I actually did OT school and worked as an OT for five years, but I wanted an artistic outlet. So my husband, Alex, for, I think it was our first Christmas in our house, bought me a camera, like the basic Canon DSLR, you know, it's like 500 bucks for the pack. And I was all excited. No intention of ever having a photography business. I just thought it would be fun. Art outlet. Awesome. Sure. Um, I started taking some pictures for friends and then suddenly someone's like, well, what do you charge? I'm like, what do you mean? What do I charge? And they're like, well, we want to pay you to take our photos. I'm like, Really? that sounds awesome. I would love to because people were initially giving me like gifts as a thank you. Um, and then when people started charging, I'm like, oh, I better get legal. So I started business and I did that on the side as an OT for probably about three years. And at that three year mark was when we were pregnant with Abe, our first. Okay. And so at that time, I actually started to close business. I started closing all of our tax stuff. I'm like, I can't be mom, full-time OT, which, you know, a full-time job is more than 40 weeks. You know, you're gone longer. And so I was like, I can't do all of this and be present for my children. So I started closing business. And then a week before um, I was supposed to go back to be an OT, we visited the daycare and we left and Alex just started bawling. Aww. He was like, I can't do it. Like, please stay home. Like, I just want you to be with our kids. And I'm like, okay. And so I had to call my boss and I'm like, I'm so sorry, but um, I'm staying home with her kids. So, um, we tried to work it out where I could work a few days, but it just wasn't going to work. I couldn't have a patient load. So I stayed home and then I, and Alex and I talked and I'm like, I'm going to continue to do photography. Like this makes sense. It's something I can do from home. And then it just, it grew. It's just been like such a blessing. Like it was all meant to be. It was really meant to be. Well, yeah. that conversation with Alex saying, I want you to stay home, that could have gone very badly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I think that's amazing that mm -hmm. you guys were on the same page about it. Well, and I think what was interesting was like, you know, the first thing we did was go home and look at our budget and be like, okay, is this even possible for us? Like, can we make it? Um, that's like cutting our income in half. Um, and like, I think that we were so driven for me to be able to stay home with Abe at that time that we just knew what cuts we had to make. Like, yeah. you know, we don't, we didn't, we'd have to live super frugally, but at the same time, like, okay, like this is something we want. This is something we don't need, or, you know, we need food, we need the house, you know, and all that stuff, but we made it work. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, your, I mean, how would you describe your photography style? I mean, cause I'm not going to use the right words for it because when I look at your photos, I see like your most beautiful stuff is candid. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. You're not a posy kind of photographer. No. And um, your pictures are also, and I mean this in the best possible way, <laughs> like a little moody. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Like, and it's not always a good mood or a bad mood, just like they convey a tremendous amount of emotion. Thank you. And that's what I love. So when I first started, um, I mean, people generally call it lifestyle photography. Sure. You know, it's not your typical portrait. Um, I do get people all looking at me for a few pictures, but you'll notice I never post it because I want people to feel emotion when they look at photos. I want them to feel like they're there. Mm -hmm. um, I would say, yeah, authentic, um, moody, definitely vibrant. I just feel like when you're seeing a connection, having like that mood to it, you feel the emotion more with that kind of type of editing. Um, and I love stuff like that. And it's so much more fun for like my families, you know, mm -hmm. I think they appreciate it. Um, I had a session yesterday and I laughed cause the dad goes to me, he goes, you know what, Maggie, I really don't like photos, but it's pretty good when it's with you or something. And I'm Aww, like, you're the best, you know? Yes. So that's like such a compliment because I just don't want 
to, you know, like have feel people like they have to struggle through this hour for their photos. I want it to be a good memory. So you're not looking back at the pictures and being like, oh my gosh, do you yeah. remember how stressful it was? So I try to make it as less stressful as possible and I'm super laid back. So yeah. that helps too. Well, so how did that style kind of come about? I mean, because here you are, this amateur photographer, you just got this camera. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, how, how were you drawn to that style? I don't know. I kind of feel like it was something that not, a, and when I started, not a lot of people in the Quad Cities were doing. It was very portrait based. Not a lot of people were doing the interaction. So it was hard when I first started out because a lot of people would just stare at me. And I'm like, hey, do this. And they kind of looked at me like, why are you asking me to like, inter like interact almost and not mm -hmm. look at you? Because we're so, even kids get taught to like smile at, smile at Maggie. I'm like, no, that's okay. You don't need to. Yeah. Smile at your mom. And so um, I think. I'm sure there's somebody I followed on social media when I started. And I'm like, I love this. Like, I love seeing the connection between couples or parents with their kids because that's what I would want to remember. So I think, like, it really spurred for me and my kids. I'm like, I want to remember how I looked at my kid or how I snuggled with my yes. kid or how I held their little hand. Not necessarily everyone smiling at me. Like, I don't want you smiling at me the whole time. You don't really know me that well, but you know each other. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, how, like, how were you able to, like, refine this talent that you have? I mean, did you take classes? Like, what, how did you grow? I did do some classes online. Like, I would just look for, like, I really like, um, a lot of people ask me, like, hey, how do I learn to do that interaction? I did a lot of stuff on Click and Moms, which is a really cool website. You get, like, a photographer from somewhere else that kind of teaches you, and there's a course. And so I had done a few of those, and then you just kind of learn as you go. I learned, like, what prompts. Um, and I just really enjoy getting to know my clients. And I always think that really helps. Like I get there and I want to get to know your kids. I want to talk to mom and dad. I want to, you know, cause every family is different. Like mm -hmm. I can't say, okay, here are 10 prompts. This will work. You know what I mean? It's more about loving on the other people that you're taking pictures of and yeah. getting to know them. And then I always just kind of go with the flow. You know, some families are more serious, you know, some families are super high energy. So we do more games and stuff. So I really feel like it's kind of just knowing how people interact on a yeah. quick basis kind of. Yeah. Cause you, you sort of take a, you take a step back in a lot of ways and observe, um, while you're taking the photos, mm -hmm. you're not like, you know, you're not directing the scene so much. No, I pretty much set them up how I want. And then I'm chatting with them. You know, we talk a lot about, you know, bodily functions with the kids. <laughs> they always think that's funny. Yeah. You know, I'll ask a kid like, Hey, does dad have a booger? And I'll look at him or, you know, some, Sometimes with older kids, they'll say, hey, what's your favorite thing to do with mom? And sometimes they look at me like, oh, I'm on the spot. But sometimes they'll say stuff that's so sweet. And the mom just like melts. And I'm like, because no one ever sits here and asks you this. Like, this yeah. is so special. So um, I just put them how I want. And then I let them be themselves. Like, yeah. I don't want to. I never want to make anybody somebody they're not. I want them to be themselves and have their real interactions. Well, if I'm giving away a trade secret, I can cut this out. But I remember the one trick that you did because we were trying to, we were trying to, I had like, um, I had like barely a pregnant belly at the time that mm -hmm. you came. And so I had like kind of just like folded up my shirt a little bit. And we were trying to get Abe to look at his belly <laughs> while I looked at mine. We were trying to like stage this picture that I had seen on Instagram. Yeah. And so you shoved a, an M&M <laughs> in Abe's belly button. And you were like, oh, look at the candy. Look at the candy. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's always like a way. Dream. There's always a way. Oh, my gosh. I love it when it's like a new family and they've never met me. 
I just do wacky stuff. Yeah. Like I've had people be like, how do you have this energy? I go, I love this. Like this yeah. is just like my passion. I'm making monkey noises. I have them guess what animal I am. <laughs> I have them look for a spider in my lens. Um, I would pretty much do anything to try to get the shot. So anything to like make the kids laugh or whatever. I'm tickling kids. I'm having them get tossed in the air. And so anything to kind of make them have fun and like enjoy it. Yeah. Because the hardest thing is when you get the kid with like the uh, smile, like I'm like, and their parents go, that's not their real smile. I'm like, we're going to get it. Like right. my goal is to get at least one real smile out of your kid. Yeah. Well, and does your, um, does your Abe do like the, you know, where he's like oh, smushing his, yeah. con- contorting oh, his face and all that bet. jazz that you like comes bet. along with being three pretty much. <laughs> Show me your teeth. Yep. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> so, I mean, does it, I feel like you know, like you have a talent and you have like, um, not just for like photography, but like for business as well. And so I'm wondering, like, does it annoy you that like everyone and their brother with an iPhone now thinks they're a photographer? <laughs> no, because I always laugh because people are like, oh, your camera takes great photos. I'm like, well, not necessarily. Cause if you give me a scissors, I can't give you a great haircut. Like, right. do you want me to cut your hair? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't bother me. Um, I even started like mentoring for I- taking photos with your iPhone because you know what the thing is? You can't hire me to follow you around all day and be your right. pro photog, you know? So I think it's great that people can use their iPhone. That doesn't really bother me. Yeah. And people are still always going to want someone else to take their picture. And yes. especially as moms. And like, I know like, I'm not as in front of the camera as much, you know, I'm taking selfies with my kids. So I'm in there. Right. So I always think there'll be a need for, for people yeah. like me. Yeah. Well, and I, um, I'm the type of person who likes to have photos around the house, but like, you know, those can be like fairly tacky if it's just like you and your mug all over your own house. <laughs> but yeah. I love, but I love your style because I almost feel like they're a little bit, you know, they're more, they look like art in my home as opposed to like, here is us in a meadow. Correct. Yes. (laughs) And even for us, we get lifestyle family photos taken as well. And I can do a whole gallery wall and it doesn't look like, oh, here's my face everywhere Mm -hmm. because it's us interacting and it's emotion. It's different emotions in different pictures. It's, you know, your kid's hand in your hair or holding hands or cuddling. It's not everybody just staring at you. So I really feel like it. And it tells a story, which is the best part. Yeah. What's one of the most unique sessions that you've ever done? I've seen some cool stuff you've done. Oh my gosh, that is hard. I'm going to have to think. Well, like most recently, I saw that you did a session. Um, I don't even know what you describe it as, but it was just like a girl in a shower. Oh, yeah. So Tell me about that one. Yes. That's super unique. So I really enjoy doing boudoir, but of course, I don't post them a lot because if they're not comfortable with it, I'm not going to post course. it. Even with any of my sessions, if they're like, no, we don't do social media, I'm like, totally cool. That's not what I do this for. I do this for you. So um, I did shower boudoir last year, which I think is really awesome and really empowering because... Water makes, makes things beautiful. There's movement. It's pretty. Um, and so I did a like boudoir shower marathon last year. And what was really cool is a lot of the girls, I would take pictures of them and there was like 45 minutes. I included a makeup. They obviously didn't need their hair done. Um, and it wasn't even like a lot of these girls, they like kept their clothes on, you know what I mean? That's totally fine. Whatever they're comfortable with. And I would show them the back of the camera and some girls were like, I have never felt more beautiful Wow! because I just love showing them in a new light. Like, cause everybody is beautiful. And I think sometimes you get so in your head about what the perfect image is like, and that's not it, mm-hmm. you know? So I did those last year and they were really cool. And so, um, some of the girls, um, I could post some of them, some of them I couldn't, but yeah. they were all really excited. Yeah. 
That's yeah. very cool. So you do boudoir, you do um, kids and family and mm -hmm. lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and then you also like do like business headshot type of things. But again, those are not like JCPenney portrait studio business. No, headshots. no, no, they're not. I'm doing less business stuff this year because families and couples is kind of where my heart's at. Um, and it was funny. So the city of Davenport, how many of years I've done their headshots for a few years. And I remember them emailing me. And being like, hey, we want headshots. And I emailed them right away. I'm like, you know, I'm a true believer and you need to hire who is best for the job. And my headshots are very lifestyle. I'm like, I'm not going to have a background. It's not going to be set up. She emailed me. She goes, that's exactly what we want. I'm like, really? Yes. Yep. So I've done like the city, a lot of the headshots for city of Davenport. So yeah, they're like, I want, you know, laughing and casual. I don't want like the straight, you know, I like people to look friendly, you know, yes. that's good. So yeah. Yeah, it's cool. That's very neat. So in addition to um, just taking on photography on your own, you're also like now sharing your craft. So you've had um, a couple like cameras and cocktails yes. events in the yes. past. Um, does it blow you away that five years ago you were just learning and now you're in this place where you can teach others? Yes, I still feel like, oh, don't ask me something <laughs> I don't know because there is a lot. And so I'm pretty open that I'm like, I definitely don't know all of it, but I feel like I know enough where I would, I love to teach other people and yeah. have other people in enjoy it. Um, but yeah, it is kind of mind blowing because really I wasn't really like full time until Abe was born. So, you know, three years and even then maybe two and a half years I've been full time. So it's really cool that people trust me to learn. And your yeah. next project is that you are doing like brand coaching. What yes. is that all about? So um, Mariah Danielson, she owns Wander Design Company. She's a graphic designer. We're doing a branding workshop in January. So we're really excited. It's going to be at the Stardust in downtown Davenport. It's really cool. Yes, that's you know a very it cool is. venue. It's really mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, we're excited. It's going to be a pretty intimate group. We're probably only have about 20 people. Um, and it's really just going to dive into, you know, if you're a blogger, if you have your own business, even if you work for a company where you're kind of in charge of the social media and you're kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing. Or you're kind of like, I think I know, but I would could really like up level. And it's just about, you know, finding your audience, um, getting colors, knowing what to put on social media mm -hmm. and really being yourself and your brand. And then when that shines through, you attract your people, you know, yeah. you attract your ideal clients. So it'll be a really fun day. We're going to do like flat lays. We're going to talk about websites, logos, colors, using your phone to take photos. Um, we really want people set up with all the tools so that they can go out and thrive. So this concept of brand, I feel like is super overwhelming to me because it feels like it feels like I'm a little behind the eight ball on it, honestly. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because who's the first person that talked about brand? Was it like the Kardashians? You know oh, what I mean? Probably. That really like talked about brand. Um, so, I mean, how how did you find your way on the business side of things? You mean like with iron and lace? Yeah. I just, you know, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like, who told me this week? They're like, you're kind of nerdy, but no one really knows. I'm like, oh, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not too shy to say yeah. I'm a nerd. Um, I enjoy all that stuff. Like I enjoy the budgeting and the man money management. I actually did all my own taxes for my business until Dang. last year. I finally hired somebody because I'm like, I need some help to like make sure I'm doing yeah. everything right. Um, I've just kind of learned on my own. I'm pretty like gung ho and I'll, I self-taught myself photography. So I've kind of just taught myself the business side. And I think it's about really finding like-minded people that you can bounce ideas off um, and you feel comfortable with that. You can kind of encourage each other and ask questions. I think that really helps. Yeah. So um, last week we had... Um um, we had Camp Climb in. Emma Hicks was here from Camp Climb. Yes. And so um, you are a alumni camper. Yes, Can I am. Can you tell me a little bit about that experience? Oh, it's awesome. So the first year I was just able to go one evening 
But last year I was able to go the whole time. And Camp Climb is awesome. And Emma is so great. Um, it's just a really immersive talking about being yourself and being confident in your brand. And they bring like an awesome lineup of speakers. And it's crazy how getting like all these women together that are all in the same place from all over the country or even the world. Um, I've like made so many friends that I still talk to from Camp Climb in August. And like once came to visit me and it's just been great to have these connections, especially for me. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I also work from home. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't have a ton of adult interaction a lot of the times. So, like, being able to either talk or text or kind of um, talk to other people in the same phase of life is really great. And I feel like I really got that from Camp Climb. Yeah. Yeah. So, we've talked so much about all these highs in your mm -hmm. life and in your career. Mm -hmm. Have you had any... Like, what's been, like, a low point so far or, like, like a heartbreak moment that's come across as you've been building your brand? Oh, gosh, I have to think. Has there been any, like, um, you know, like a job you really wanted to get or, like, I don't know, a goal that you still have that's, that's just eluded you a little bit? Gosh, let me think. I don't know. I'm a pretty positive person, and I usually take anything negative and try to turn it into a positive. So every kind of thing kind of feels like, okay, well, I'll learn from this. I think, I don't think it's really maybe a low, but I've really learned what I want to say no to. So, okay. So I think it's really hard as a photographer too, especially when you start out, you just want to do everything. You're like, I can do weddings. I can do newborns. I can do headshots. And while I think it's good to learn, like I've really learned that saying no is a good thing mm -hmm. because I really want to focus and get better at what I do love. Um, and I love photography in general, but I don't think I can grow in all areas. That's just too hard. And that's right. too overwhelming. So, so, um, gosh, what was I going to say next? I'm sorry. Uh, well, we were, um, we were talking off the air about the, um, the concept of adding that second baby into our lives. Mm -hmm. And so I've been pretty vocal about the fact that um, <laughs> bringing Everett into the mix has thrown my world upside down. How was it for you? Um, I was telling you before, we got home from the hospital and my parents had been watching Abar first and they left and Alex and I were like, oh, they already left. Like there were, there were a few hours and they're so nice. They probably are like, oh, you know, they want to be together as a family. And in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, we have to take care of these two <laughs> kids. What is going on? So it was definitely a whirlwind. And I don't know, did you feel like there's a certain age you're like, okay, we're going to be okay. One year. One year. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, I just remember things getting significantly easier with Abram at that one year mark. And I don't know where I came up with that, but like, I just feel like I'm just, and things are pretty, things are pretty settled at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like that one year was like the gateway and into I, like easier times. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> and I, and like, I feel like we've been pretty lucky because Ezra has been like, is like a super happy baby and she's a pretty good sleeper. So like, I'm like, ah. This isn't, this is pretty good. I think the hardest was when she was like, you know, newborn stage mm -hmm. and you're like up all the time and you're like, is she okay? Like, is she going to eat? What is she doing? Yeah. Um, but it's just easier. It got easier. It's harder to manage two children, but mm -hmm. the second you're like, okay, we have one kid that's made it so far. The second it's one's going to make be it just fine. Yes. Yeah. I feel that way every time that I open one of the baby food squeezy pouches when I pureed all of Abram's oh, food, like yeah. the true first time mother that I was. And now I'm just like, well, butternut squash pear. 
Well, it's all you, kid. And like, Ez has so many teeth, and she's like a huge eater. So like, she was eating table food. I remember our pediatrician was telling us when she. I'm like, she can have table food already. They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So like, I feel like we. I fed her baby food for like I feel like a few weeks. I'm like, okay, let's eat some. You know, (laughs) whatever a banana. Here's a banana. I guess. Oh my gosh. What's been the biggest difference for you about raising a boy versus a girl? Ooh. You know, I don't like at this point, nothing seems super different, you know, because it's she's still a baby. Um, But I just like it's even hard for my brain to switch to like, oh, I'm going to get to do girl stuff. That's really cool. Like, I'm going to get to braid her hair. And like when I brush her hair, I'm like, oh, her hair is going to be really long someday. And just like sweet little things. And, you know, we talk about um, we always like sing the same cute songs to our kids. And Alex would be like, well, maybe we'll dance to this. Maybe I'll dance with her to this on her wedding day. <gasps> oh my gosh. Like, that oh kind of talk God. would just melt me. It does. And it's just so sweet. I mean, getting bows and stuff. And I was like totally set to be like, hey, if I have two boys, I'm cool. I'll be a boy mom. That'll mm-hmm. be fun. Like you are, you yeah. know? And I'm like, oh, now I'm like, oh, that's a girl. It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. See, and I even feel like if I were to have a third, I would be a hundred percent fine if it was another boy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm on like you know. I'm on like the boy train. You, you are. know what I mean? Like we're fully in it. We are fully in it. It's funny because like when we you know before you find out, we're like, okay, well if it's a boy, they'll be brothers and that'll be cool. I'm like, but then if it's a girl, then we'll have like one of each and we got to do girl stuff. So either way, we're like. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good, yeah. And you got the the big brother action with, oh, the, with yeah. the little sis, I feel oh, like yeah. is so huge. Yes, for How sure. How would you describe your, like, mothering style? Ooh. Um, Are you the disciplinarian, question. or would you say Alex is? You know, honestly, the toughie? I feel like we're pretty even. We do, like, I don't know what you do for discipline for Abe, but we do, like, the one, two, three. You know, you have to mm-hmm. the count of three. And sometimes Alex starts at five and I'm like, oh no, he doesn't get five. <laughs> five. He only gets three. And so we like laugh about that. Cause I think in, especially since Alex is a fireman, he's gone every day, other day for yeah. 24 hours. So I think it's harder for him to want to be like three, two, one. He's like, no, give him five, you know, cause he hasn't seen him. Yeah. So I give him some grace for that, but, um, we're pretty even honestly. Like, okay. um, and I think Abe kind of knows we're both going to do generally the same thing. We're on a pretty good page about that. So not only are you staying home and working from home, but you have some long stretches then with Alex being a firefighter. Yes. Yeah, so he works every other day, 24 hour shifts. So it is interesting. You know, some people are like, oh, is that so hard? I'm like, no, like Alex and I and our family honestly thrive off of it. Alex gets tons of time with our, ton of time with our kids and as a family every other day. Um, and then I get a whole bunch of time with them the days that yeah. he's gone. So yeah, it can be hard on me some days, but we have like a good lineup of day sitters that will come so I can go work or just have some like of my own time. So it works out. Talk to me. Um, let's get back to photography a little bit. Talk to me about some of the families that you meet. I'm just curious to tap into like the different experiences that you have with um, just with the different people that you meet. Like what what do you usually find in common among all of your clients? Um, I think that most of my clients, which is interesting, a lot of them either find me through someone else's photos they liked or they find me through Instagram, which has been really encouraging because I work really hard to be try to be present on Instagram and have that be a good marketing tool because it's free. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, ooh, if I'm pretty present on here and people have found me that way, um, I feel like what I have in common is, I mean, most people and all people love their kids, but 
they know how I kind of am with my family and how what I find important to capture. And I feel like that that's what they want. And that's why yeah. they find me. So it, it is it is interesting, like the similarities and talking about our kids and our life experiences. Um, all of them want to remember the emotion, too. So yeah. it's cool to be able to provide that for them. It's awesome. You also had, um, I hope you don't mind me bringing this up. You also had like kind of a strange moment related to pictures of your kids and, um, it's kind of changed the way that you're handling things now. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So I was pretty active in posting a lot of pictures of my kids because obviously as their mom, I think they're adorable. Mm -hmm. Um, and I take tons of photos of them, honestly, mostly on my iPhone and I would post them and, Um, it would get, you know, I'd get some engagement, but that was never the goal. I just enjoy my children. Um, but I have been out and about a few times and people have recognized my children and I don't have like an enormous social media following by any means, but somebody noticed my children before me. So I was kind of like, you know, I think it's time to take a step back and think about what I'm posting personally. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't think that being authentic on social media means you put it all out there. I think it means being yourself and what you're comfortable with sharing. Cause I think privacy is important too. So I've just kind of stepped back from posting my kids too mm-hmm. much. Um, they're still on there and I have some people be like, I want to see more pictures of your kids that I know. Um, but I've just kind of held back a little bit. Yeah. I've, yeah. That's something I've really, really struggled with yeah. recently because I feel like, I feel like no one has any idea what our kids are going to feel the day that they can Google themselves and see their own pictures and see their own stories of themselves. And um, so it's like it's uncharted territory in that respect. Um, But then also part of me and probably naively feels like because they're babies, they're like... It's like I almost treat them like they're not real humans with real personalities. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because at some point, though, Abe is going to go to school. And I don't think he should have to see pictures that his news lady mommy posted on the Facebook when he's just trying to navigate the first grade. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, isn't it interesting? Because that's what I think about, too. Like, what is... Are you going to think of it when he's 21, 25, mm-hmm. 40? You know, it's kind of like, how much do you put them out there? Yeah. Um, and for people who do, like, totally don't judge yeah. their choice at all. But um, for us, I've just kind of stepped back. It's funny because my husband still still posts some stuff about them, but not super often. Yeah. Um, because I like, and it is hard because so much of my business and my brand is how much I love my family. So it is hard to take a step back. Um, but I think it's what's best for us. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then on my front, like, I feel like I ask people to, I ask people to connect with me on television And so in a way it feels hypocritical to say, connect with me, but I'm going to hold back from you because I, you know, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It it just feels like, it feels like unfair. Like you get to watch me be pregnant for nine months on television and comment and send me emails about how big my boobs are. Um, But then I'm not going to connect back with you. So it just feels like there's some reciprocation and I have no idea what the right answer is to that. Me neither. It's so hard. And especially like for me, I ask all my families, like, what can I, post your photos on social Mm -hmm. media. I'm like, I'm asking to post your children, but I don't post mine. But I'm like, you know, it's one session. It's not like I'm going to, I'm taking photos of your whole life and putting them out there. So it's such a small stint. And the same with us, people who take our family photos. I'm like, yeah, you can post them. Like, I'd love to see them. So yeah, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens in 10 years if people are like, I don't want my picture out there. I know. The other thing that I think of when it comes to like kids and families and pictures is, um, there's something like really like 
beautiful about the fact that there are so few pictures of us as kids because then the ones that we do have are mm-hmm. like, oh my God. You know what I mean? Like they feel like these lost relics yes. that you've yes. unearthed from your parents' basement. And so our kids will never know what that's like because they will always have pictures of them doing all the things every day, yes. every step of the way. I was just funny. It was funny because I was just thinking about this week how I'm like, okay, like my mom gave me a book when we had Abe of like all these pictures of me and little, which was really cool. So now I'm like, man, I got to get these baby books going because I'm going to like, mm-hmm. because the one thing too is there's all these photos, but where do they live? Oh my God. On our phones. In the netherworld. On yes. our phones, you know? So uh, I really believe in tangible. So I, lo- I love people to print. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really, really need to do that. I have Google photos just... Stacking Hanging up out. and up and up. Okay, so as we enter um, Christmas time, what are some um, easy tips and tricks that people can do to like maximize their nice holiday family photos? You mean like with the pro or on their own? Just on their own, let's say. On their own? Because when yeah. they work with you, you like help with wardrobe. Oh, yeah. You coach like on the whole aesthetics. Yes. For like Christmas photos, um, if you're taking anything... With your phone, natural light is going to be the prettiest. So if okay. you have a nice window, even the window's not very big, you just turn facing that window. Like if you want your kid to have good light, just turn them facing the window and take their picture. It's going to be like a hundred times better Yeah. than your perfect spot. Like the biggest thing when I'm taking a photo is looking at light. So I actually have like a ton of photos printed in our house of off my iPhone and you would never know it. Really? Because it's just about some good lighting. So um, the priority is lighting. So like if you have the Christmas tree, Put them in a spot where they're getting natural light on and turn off the rest of your lights. Okay. You can leave the Christmas lights on. And so that means no flash either. No. <laughs> Not oh, the honey. iPhone flash. Oh, honey, no flash. No flash. <laughs> <laughs> well, how can people find you, Maggie? Um, I fi- a lot of people like to follow me on Instagram. So it's at, um, at Iron and Lace Photo. And then I have a website, ironandlacephoto.com. So you can find me both those places. All right. Well, I hope you guys... Have a great holiday season. Happy Thanksgiving. That's coming up next week already. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys, too. And uh, you make sure to call me when we're supposed to have number three, okay? Oh, yeah. We'll make sure we don't have the same name on (laughs) our list. We need to coordinate our pregnancies for the third time. (laughs) I will will not be able to handle it if we are pregnant again at the same time. That will be super bizarro. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, um, listeners, if you would rate the podcast, give us a five stars and then um, leave a little message and tell us how we're doing. Give us some feedback. Um, Nice things are always appreciated. And um, make sure to subscribe and share with a friend. Let them know that we are here. This was episode 21 with Maggie Reckhammer from Iron and Lace Photography. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to On a Mother Level from the Tribune Audio Network. Tribune Audio Network. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.